Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. This is episode 54, Why Styling and Design Matter for Your Events, with our guest, Robin Bab Olasquaga of Row & Co. Events. Today, Robin is sharing the important design elements for every event, how to guide your clients along their design journey, and tips for creating a well-designed event even if your clients are on a tight budget. We appreciate you joining us today, Rockstars, so let's get started. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz Podcast with your hosts, wedding planner and educator Renee Dallow and blogger and social media strategist Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best, brightest, and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you, wedding rock star, work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready, because it's time to rock your wedding biz. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Rock Your Wedding Biz. This is Mindy Marzak, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Renee Dallow. Hi, Renee. Hi, everyone. And today, we have a very special guest talking about styling and design, which is something that no matter what aspect of the wedding industry you're in, you need to understand styling and design, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We would like to welcome Robin Bab Olasquaga of Row & Co. Events. Hi, Robin. Hi, ladies. How are you? We're great. How did I do on your last name? <laughs> That was perfect pronunciation, by the way. I know it's a doozy, <laughs> so that was perfect, though. I'm so glad. <laughs> awesome. So, Robin, thanks so much for joining us today. Why don't you uh, take a couple minutes to introduce yourself, tell everyone what you do, how you got started in the wedding industry, and a little bit of what you're going to be talking about today. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for having me. I'm really excited to be here, and I listen to your podcast, and it's it's a true honor to be on on the show today. Oh, that's true. Um, thank you. Yeah. Well, so I uh, own a company called Row & Co. Events, and we're a Los Angeles-based, full-service planning and design and production company. And our focus is really to create extraordinary events for our clients and their guests. And um, I've been planning... And designing events for about 10 years now. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my hospitality experience, though, is about 20 years long. And I really kind of lean on that hospitality side on a daily basis, um, you know, while I'm planning des- and designing events. And it's just really something that's helped me along kind of in my career and, you know, even to this day. And um, yeah, so, so the way that I got started was... I, I started my career in marketing. I worked for professional service firms. I uh, worked for an architecture firm right out of college, moved into package design, moved into, into image consulting. So I've had kind of a really varied background, but I always worked in really creative industries. And it was always kind of really interesting to see how sort of the creatives around me were creating and designing, but in a very functional way. So it wasn't just about mm-hmm. creating pretty things. It was about creating pretty things around, you know, a greater functionality. I love that. That's such a key thing that I think, um, especially in the wedding world, we get a little hung up on, right? This idea that like, well, it has to be pretty. Absolutely. And and sure, it, 
we we are in a very visual field in events and so the visuals are important but it's certainly not the only thing that's important about an event and the functionality and taking care of people is kind of really at the end of the day what we what we need to focus on i love that so Full disclosure, I've taken your Tablescape course. Oh, yay. <laughs> um, and one of the things I love is that you you say in there, like, you you know, there are reasons why we can't just focus on the pretty when we're designing for a client. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Absolutely. So it's, yeah, of course, we want to represent our clients well. We want our clients to be represented well at their wedding or their event, whatever it might be. But it's not just about creating the pretty moments because if we're designing a real event, which you know is not just a styled shoot that you might see on Pinterest, but a real event with real people and using real money to fund it, there are different parameters in place than a styled shoot, right? We have to take care of, we, we need to take care of our client. We need to take care of our guests. And, um, and that goes far beyond just creating pretty pretty moments. You know, we have to create pretty moments that function well for all the people who are celebrating together. Yeah. I, I love that too, because like Mindy, I'm sure you've had this experience because I know I have, I've totally been a guest at events where I've been like, everything is beautiful yet. Mm-hmm. I am freezing cold because we're sitting on a beach <laughs> in February, right? Yes. <laughs> I also like, I, whenever I go to weddings that have the enormous centerpieces, I'm like, Okay, these are beautiful, but like, where do I put my wine glass? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that's something that comes up a lot. And, you know, unfortunately, it's those kind of negative um, experiences that, that tend to stay with people long after the, the day, you know? So it's like, yeah, you went to that wedding and it was like, it might have been gorgeous and amazing, but like, you couldn't have a conversation mm-hmm. because the flowers were in the way. Yes. So, you know, g- good design is part form, but it's also part function. And so it's, you know, great to have flowers at at an event. And I rely heavily on flowers for my events, but it's important to kind of provide those and show those in a way that feels like the guests can still still celebrate in a comfortable way. Right. Um, Robin, I just want to backtrack just a little bit because I'm just curious how you made the transition from working in the corporate world into uh, the wedding industry. Yeah, that is a that is a great question. So, uh, I was working in my kind of corporate career in Chicago, and you know, after a number of years of being there, I just decided to mix it up. I wanted to, you know, move to sunny LA. I was sick of the <laughs> Chicago winters, and um, we, the ocean was calling me. We do recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> a- absolutely. I <laughs> couldn't go back at this point. I'm I'm here to stay. But I was working at an image consulting firm at the time, and they had wanted to start an LA office. So I said, "Great, I'll be, I'll volunteer. I'll do that." Um, got out to LA and just kind of decided and, and kind of made the realization that maybe image consulting out here in this capacity wasn't quite what I was ultimately looking for. Um, so I kind of spent some time trying to soul search and figure out what do I want to do next. And I actually met up with a gal who was an event planner who had also kind of recently moved to LA and had kind of, um, you know, experience with actual wedding planning, which I had none of at that point, but I had more of sort of the creative background and experience and marketing to sort of bring to the table. So we kind of started working together and ended up working together in LA, um, planning and designing events for about six years before we 
you know, kind of then decided like to go our own ways. And that's when Row and Co events kind of came into the picture about three years ago. Um, but yeah, so, so it's been a really varied background. Um, and, and I did not have wedding, <laughs> wedding planning experience before I kind of got in, got into this, but I've learned a lot along the way. And again, kind of my hospitality background, my marketing background has really helped um, kind of get me where I am now. Robin, did you do a certification class or did you sort of learn like boots on the ground? Definitely boots on the ground. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting, our, our industry, right? There's a, a very low barrier to entry, right? Yep. We plan yep. our own weddings and then we say, oh, I, I'm a wedding planner. I could be a wedding planner, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's not that simple. Um, and there aren't a lot of, you know, majors in college uh, surrounding right. event planning. Um, but I don't think that that's to say that one can't have a success, successful career in events, you know, not having a certification or not having, you know, that formal school experience. Yeah. But I, you know, I truly believe that kind of getting thrown into the fire and having a bunch of guests looking at you and, you know, <laughs> having to figure out the answers, it's yep. sort of the best education that I think one can have. So absolutely. No, I agree. I mean, I got my certification, but then I also, but I had already been planning weddings for quite a while, like as a hobby by that point. Mm -hmm. So I did the thing, like I took the certification, but I, I learned more of just from the everyday mm -hmm. doing of the thing as you know, you can't really replace that moment when the hoopah falls down and everyone turns to you and goes, what do we do? <laughs> like 100%. And I think that there's definitely value in both. I think that, you know, my experience came from the hard knock school of, you know, serving and, and yeah. working in hotels for a long time. So I think that that was in a, in a sense, um, you know, that kind of education that, that one might get um, by being certified. Robin, when it comes to styling and design, what would you say are the three key components when you're planning for an event? So there are, I would say, kind of three top things that I really think about when, you know, my goal is to always create kind of an extraordinary event. And that can mean different things to different people. But what that means to me is, you know, creating an event that guests are so happy and have such wonderful memories from that they you know, just look fond, fondly back at it for years and years to come. And so kind of to check those boxes of creating uh, an extraordinary event, I think first and foremost, we need to make our clients happy, right? Mm -hmm. They're the ones who have hired us. They're the ones who are keeping the doors open at our company. Um, they're the ones whose opinions ultimately matter the most. And they're the ones who are funding this celebration. So of course we have to listen to their needs, their priorities and achieve their vision. But with that said, you know, we're the event professionals who have the experience in this industry which they most likely do not. Right. And so it's kind of our responsibility to, you know, guide the way for them and to show them the options and resources and opportunities that are out there for them to be able to celebrate in the way that they want that will achieve their their vision. So that's kind of the first thing that we always have to obviously keep in mind when we're when we're creating events and successful events at that is, you know, keep the clients happy. Secondly, I would say is making your guests happy. So I kind of touch on hospitality a little bit uh, before, and it is so important, you know, creating a comfortable environment for your guests to be able to celebrate in a fun way that they don't have to be worrying about their basic human needs, right? They don't, we don't want them to be too hot or too cold mm -hmm. or too hungry, or they can't find a bathroom or they don't have, you know, they can't 
find their bus to take them home at the end of the night. You know, those are the things that unfortunately, if, if those go wrong, if those basic needs aren't met, those are the things that people will complain about forever. And it's just, there's no way of getting around that. Right. Oh, so, it's so true. What we have to do is make sure that they are comfortable throughout the entire process. And I guarantee doing just that part alone will take your events to the next level. Yeah, I actually just have a real quick anecdote about that. I went to a wedding once where, for some reason, they cleared all the water glasses from the tables about an hour before the reception ended. So we're all out there dancing, and I go back to the table to take a sip of water and then go back out to the dance floor, and it's just all the water is just gone. (laughs) Oh, my god! We were all just like, what happened? So anyway, yes guest satisfaction (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i mean like rose said like basic human needs water let's have some let's get some water yes yeah it's very important it's simple (laughs) you know we think sometimes it has to be this like grand these grand gestures but truly just you know making sure there's water for the guests when they're dancing you know is is sometimes goes goes a longer way than you know rolling out out the red carpet Exactly. All right. And then so item number three. Item number three. So once we've, you know, made our guests happy, comfortably within our client's budget, it's time to knock their socks off. So (laughs) we want to create a memorable, extraordinary, beautiful event. So those are kind of, you know, those added touches that help to bring your client's personalities and style and story into the mix and um, kind of highlight those things that make their event feel special and make their guests feel special. You know, there's so many different ways of doing it. It's kind of like naming the specialty cocktail after their dog's, you know, their dog's name mm-hmm. or, you know, providing just these special little touches that help to enhance the day and have guests leaving feel like they know the host better in some way. And of course, these are people yes. who maybe already know them so well, but they leave feeling like, oh, man, I didn't even know this about them. Or, you know, maybe their favor is a donation to a wildlife fund. And, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that they were so, they cared so much about, you know, like the elephants or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of those like little special touch points that we can provide for guests to, to make that event feel not just great, but extraordinary. I can't agree with you more. I also think that all of those details that you mentioned, you know, it is those little things that take an event from being like, quote unquote, generic wedding, right? Like Mm -hmm. where you could just pluck out the couple and put in a different couple and nothing would change Mm -hmm. to to a wedding that truly represents the couple um, that you're celebrating. But then also like, like you said, also, also represents their maybe their morals or their ethics with like the donation or like a lot of my clients right now are doing, we're repurposing flowers, we're donating leftover food to homeless shelters. Like we're really kind of using the event for the greater good as well. And I think once people see that, that's another level of like, oh, right. This is such a personal thing for this couple, you know? That's so great. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think, you know, millennials care about the experiences, right? Mm -hmm. They care about, they care about the experiences more than they really care about the stuff. So, you know, kind of creating those just really wonderful moments for people to reflect back on, you know, those are the things that they'll really hang on to and remember for years to come and just really think so fondly of when they think of of that wedding or that event. 
And for those of you listening who, when when Ro just said millennials, did a little sh- like shudder, just know that Gen Z is coming up behind them and they care even more about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Robin, now that we've talked about those three key components to making an event extra special and memorable for guests and memorable for the couple, um, what are the intangible elements of the events that we need to focus on? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we kind of were touching on them a little bit. You know, it's it's sort of like, you know, it's not necessarily the stuff at a wedding or an event. It's it's the feeling that is that is evoked from that event. It's the memories that are created from that event. It's the experiences that we've provided at the event. And those are the things that, you know, a guest will kind of carry along with them for years to come. And so we really want to focus on creating nothing but positive vibes, positive memories, positive experiences, you know, that they can kind of think back on. And it's, yeah, it's like Renee touched on, you know, you don't want to just plop any couple into this event and have it make any sense. You know, I mean, that's where we get into trouble working with our clients who are like, oh, picking things off of Pinterest, like, oh, I want this and I want that and I want this and I want that. And it's like, well, okay, that's, that's great. We can kind of start there, but what, what is it about that, that you feel connected to, or what of, what of your story can we infuse here to make this yours and make Mm -hmm. this, you know, yours and your, and your guests together? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not about just creating a pretty thing for the sake of creating a pretty thing. I mean, there's there's a bigger, more meaningful, deeper story that I think can be told. And and those are part of those intangible moments is kind of taking guests along on the ride of, you know, a couple's wedding story and how they met and what they call each other, you know, nickname wise and what their dog's names are and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the places that they've traveled together. You know, there's so many opportunities for those little intangible things to come to the forefront and just make really delight the guests. Yeah. I also think it's when you said Pinterest, it made me think of this. I had a couple a few years ago and they were really lovely, but um, the, the bride and groom were in that age where, you know, every all their friends were getting married. And what I normally see in that case is that the bride, especially with design, will say like, oh, I don't want to do anything my friends did. But mm-hmm. in this case, it was a little bit of the opposite in that she came back from one of her friend's weddings and she said, oh, they they had like this peacock motif. I really want to do that. But we had planned like an outdoor like sort of uh, like retro carnival kind of wedding. Like they kind of had a really fun personality. They didn't drink. So we were trying to do a lot of like games for the guests and stuff. And when she came back to it with the peacock, I was like, well... Um, so, where does that fit in? Right. Well, not only not only where does it fit in with what we've already designed, but like, what does that mean for the two of you? Like, why this peacock? And honestly, when I said it to her, sort of in that very plain language, I was like, okay, we can do this, but you have to tell me why you want the peacock. And she was like, um, because I like it. And I was like, uh huh. And <laughs> and and she didn't have an answer. And so then later, she said to me, weeks later, she was like, you know, thank you for that because I think I was in like a wedding fever because I think there's like mm-hmm. a Pinterest wedding fever that happens where you're like, I like everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which can't be. It can't. Yeah. Be it can be really overwhelming Pinterest and, you know, seeing so many options that are out there. And, you know, that's again, where we as event professionals come in and help to edit and help to reel in our client and say, (laughs) okay, well maybe the peacock. Okay. Maybe we can somehow incorporate this somehow, but, but again, it's, it's asking those hard questions and it's really, you know, being the voice of reason for our clients in a lot of ways when they're kind of like, I want this and I want that. And I want all of these things. And yeah, 
you know, we can kind of see the bigger picture and how all of that is going to play out and, you know, and how a guest is going to experience that. And we want it to make sense for them too, and not just to be there because it looked pretty or because, you know. Right. And we also can't just be the yes person, right? It's like, yes, whatever you want. Yes, whatever you want. Because in the end, when nothing's cohesive or or we're not telling a, a story that is about the couple, then it's like, oh, what is all this? Like, what is this mishmash of things, right? Exactly. Yeah, we, we do. We have to we have to sort of ask the clients the hard questions and, you know, continue to push them to think creatively. And of course, we need to, to think creatively right along with them and help provide the, the answers that get them to their wedding, not just a wedding that they saw on Pinterest that they now want to duplicate. Yeah. So as you know, since you're a podcast listener, um, we have a lot of listeners from all over the country. We even have some listeners in like in Europe and overseas. And so we're, de- we're, we're dealing with clients with a multitude of different budgets. And I know you and I work in Los Angeles and I feel like we're a little bit blessed in the way of having, you know, pretty healthy budgets. Definitely. If someone's listening, a wedding designer, photographer, anyone listening who wants to help elevate um, the design or just even the tablescape of, of an event, like what do you recommend for people who already know that they're working with a limited budget? Yeah, absolutely. It's such a great question. I think, you know, that's part of why I created my tablescape course was because I wanted to show people that regardless of what, what budget you have to work with, and sometimes we have healthy budgets to work with, but we still have a budget. And at a certain point, the money runs out. And at a certain point, we have to make sacrifices. So that's, you know, across the board, anyone and everyone deals with that, that situation. So I have, worked with all kinds of different budgets. And, you know, regardless of if we have high or low, we are being resourceful and figuring out how to sort of maximize our client's budget, whatever it might be, and really get them the best bang for their buck. And, you know, if we're speaking specifically about tablescapes, one of my favorite things to do is upgrade the napkin. So, let's say you don't have the money to do all of the upgrades that you want. And maybe you're at a hotel or a venue that already provides all of the tabletop items. So you don't want to rent all new, but what about that one piece, the napkin that could, you know, you could get a cool pattern or you could fold it in a fun way. I mean, even if you don't upgrade the napkin, you can fold it in a fun way that costs $0, (laughs) but it creates kind of a cool, moment, a cool visual that people kind of come into the room and they say, oh, I've never seen it folded that way, or I've never seen it knotted that way. Yes. You know, it's such a simple thing to do. And then if you do have a, you know, a little extra money, you can add, you, you can actually upgrade the napkin and maybe do a pattern or a color or something that will pop off of, you know, kind of a more standard setting. And there you go. You have instant customization right there. And they're just lots of little things that you can do, like, you know, maybe you don't have a huge floral budget, but maybe you could do just like a really pretty sprig of greenery on each place setting. And it's, you know, it can be cents per place setting and it could really, you know, kind of elevate the look and really just kind of create a, a, a more custom kind of picture for for the guests. I love that. Can we talk about napkin folds for a minute? Because this is one of my pet peeves. I want to go on record <laughs> as, okay. with my napkin pet peeve. Um, we have, we're coming from an, uh, out of an era a few years now of people simply folding a napkin in a rectangular shape and draping it under the plate that hangs off the table. And I 
can't t- I can't bear it anymore. I we need to get away from this. It's not even a napkin fold, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a draped napkin, and I don't know why it started. And right. I get it that it's easy, but like we can do better. Mm-hmm. You can just Google napkin folds, and you can come up with something better. I did a napkin fold last year. Oh, you guys are gonna laugh at me, but I'm gonna tell you the truth anyway. I did a napkin fold last year where I um, printed from the internet. It was five pages of instructions. <laughs> <laughs> And I walked in and I handed it to the catering staff and I was like, please don't kill me. Just fold the napkins this way. And they were, and they did it and it looked great. It ended up looking like it was a the whole uh, like theme of the wedding or I don't really do themes, but like it was a very Japanese influenced wedding. So like the flowers were like an Ikebana style and then the napkin was folded to look like almost like a scroll. Like it looked like it was two napkins, but it was just one. Oh, very cool. It was super cool. And I was so happy we did it. Um, and it was an elevated napkin because we were at a place that provided a tabletop. And uh, it was just one of those moments where it just made me so happy. And also, I was happy that I had had that conversation with the client that was like, hey, let's do a cool napkin fold and not just drape it over the side of the table. Mm-hmm. So all of my wedding planners and designers out there, I'm putting you on notice. Go learn some more napkin folds. 100%. Yes, there are almost infinite possibilities between you know the fold the color, the pattern, the texture. I mean, there are just so many opportunities with napkins that you can, you know, and especially with folds that you can just create a a much better look. Yeah. And it's something that your guests are going to hold in their hand and put on their lap and, and, you know, dab their face with, like it needs to be worth it, you know? Absolutely. It's, it's, it's an impactful piece on the tabletop because it is, it's something that your guests will spend a lot of time with. So if they see that that's been upgraded or folded in a cool way, they will definitely take notice of it. And that's kind of another sort of element when you're kind of working with a limited budget, really focus on, you know, what are the areas that are high impact for guests, right? So a fork that a guest holds in their hand for the entire meal is, you know, a little more impactful, I would say, even than the, the, well, a lot more impactful than the entry floral that they will pass <laughs> right. for 1.2 seconds and then never look at again. You know, so it's sort of like think about the most strategic way to spend your very important dollars, and every dollar counts. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's it's just about like thinking about you know where the guests will really take notice of it. You know, where can you really get a lot of credit for making this investment of the client's budget? Ro, where do you stand on chair rentals? So I love a chair a chair upgrade. And I think depending on the venue, you know, sometimes we're working at places that already have great chairs and sometimes not so much. Um, I would say that in the order of priority, they're a little they're a little lower on my list sometimes, um, only because they're a little bit more expensive, but because they are so visually impactful in a dining room, they, they need to be carefully considered. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes it's not even about the, the form, it's about the function. So, you know, if, if we're working at a hotel, for instance, and they have kind of that standard banquet chair, that's very comfortable, but not very, not very adorable. Um, but, you know, and it tends to be a little bit wider, a wider set, you know, sometimes just purely because we need to Fit more chairs around a table. We can't even use those, so so we need to sort of upgrade them, hopefully to something cuter. Um, but but that's something that that's maybe a slightly narrower profile, so that we can kind of fit more seats around the table. Yeah, that's an excellent point. 
Robin, this has been some really good tips for everybody out there who's looking to kind of elevate design on a bit of a budget and figuring out where to focus on. I really liked that you mentioned guest experience because as I consider myself a professional wedding guest, because (laughs) through my blog, I get invited to a lot of weddings, which I'm really grateful for. And I just have so many stories, both good and bad. Um, And well, I shouldn't say bad, just both good and, and less good. (laughs) But I just I feel like a lot of couples don't really consider the guest experience as much as they consider their own wants. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm really glad that you said that. And I hope that more wedding planners uh, take that into consideration when they're planning their events. So thank you very much for coming on. Uh, Let everybody know where they can find you online and how they can get in touch with you. And we talked about your Tablescape course. So let people know how you can find how they can find it. Yes, absolutely. So uh, you can reach me on my website, which is www.rowandcoevents.com. And it's R-O-A-N-D-C-O events with an S.com. That's deceivingly more difficult than I ever thought it would be when I created this name. (laughs) We'll put it in the show notes so you don't have to spell it out. Okay, (laughs) perfect. Great. Great. I'm on Instagram at rowandcoevents. And um, my Tablescape e-course is out and live right now. You can get that on my website. um, And maybe we can also link a direct link in the show notes too. But it's called Creative and Resourceful Tablescape Design and Styling. And it's available on the Teachable platform. And um, yeah, it's just got a lot of great kind of functional practical tips on styling uh, your tablescapes and also, you know, helping to sort of market yourself by creating better imagery of your tablescapes as well. So definitely go check it out. And for all of the the viewers or the listeners, um, I'd love to offer a 15% discount as oh, well. So that's very nice. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely. As someone who's been through the course, I just want to mention for the those people listening who think like, oh, I don't think I need a tablescape course. Um, if you've ever wondered on the actual standard proper way to set a table, then you need to take this course because Robin breaks it down for you. But also I see so many tables set incorrectly. Y'all need to set some tables the right way. Take the course. Amen. Amen to <laughs> Amen. that. Yes. Amen. We can all do a little Amen. bit better on that, I think. So if you, if you don't think you need it, you are exactly the person who probably yep. needs it. <laughs> it's so true. Love you. Um, love you. But please take the course and check yes. it out. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag tough love. Tough we just love. did it. Yes. yes. <laughs> so again, we will put all of the links so you can find Robin and her course in our show notes. And again, Robin, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'm not sure if you are already in our Facebook group, but if not, I hope you'll join. And when this episode goes live, uh, maybe if people have questions, you you can be around there to answer some questions. Absolutely. 100%. I'd love to. Ooh, I love it. So we'll see you all in the Facebook group. Rock Your Wedding Biz Podcast Insiders on Facebook. Um, Also, thank you again, everybody, for leaving reviews on iTunes, for your Instagram comments, and for sharing the podcast with your friends. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much for joining us every week. Uh, We can't do this without you, so we really appreciate your commitment to our podcast. And please let us know how we can serve you better. And we will see you next week, rock stars. Bye for now. 
you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This episode is sponsored by Moxie Bright Events, wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebrightevents.com and reneedallow.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz.